0: To the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Michaela Perkins, and joining me today is Shane Diefenbach, Saul Bookman, and for the first time, Mike Luke, all Woo. the way from Tucson. How's it going, Mike?
1: Happy to join everybody ready to rock and roll
0: awesome love to hear it (laughs) Did you Uh, forget you had a
1: mic (laughs) yeah i forgot for sure i just moved it so we're good
0: mike is not a podcast novice he uh, does daily podcasts for the wildcats so uh glad you're joining us thanks for making time after your show today mike
1: of course. Glad to be here and talk some uh, U of A ASU
2: football, I guess.
0: I guess, yeah. We should be excited. Uh, are you guys
2: excited? I, all I feel is pain. Um, I still haven't gotten over the crushing defeat that was the loss in Corvallis. Um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Hello.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I will say
2: this. It, it's
3: hard. As a U of A fan, we, we are conflicted because it seems like Every September, October, things are, you know, they're just either average or they're below average. Mm-hmm. And then you get to November and then you throw in basketball. And it's like one day you're like, oh my God, our football team sucks. And then the next day you're like, oh, but basketball yeah. doesn't. So it's, it's just, it's, it's really conflicting. It's, it's tough.
0: Yeah. Our existence as ASU and U of A uh, fans seems to be uh, <laughs> existential.
2: The, the worst thing was I was, preaching to everybody on the ph next podcast by the way you should follow that um about how i'm so excited to talk asu basketball because all the transfers and everything and just get a palate cleanser from asu football um and then that uc riverside buzzer beater happened and i was like yeah, <laughs> this is not fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All it's- right. Well,
0: before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's get right into the Valley Sports Temperature Check. Uh, Saul Bookman already kind of alluded to it, but huge game for Arizona basketball last night. They were unranked. They uh, mollywopped. <laughs> <laughs> number four ranked Michigan.
3: Molly it
0: was not even like a close game. It was Arizona walked in there and just beat down Michigan, who was ranked number four. Now Arizona basketball is ranked number seventeen. Mike, what did you like about that game besides the fact that the Wildcats upset Michigan?
1: Well, first I've been hazing my friend uh, Saul a little bit, saying, "I'm telling you, this is the year this team's going to be good." And uh, Saul said. Wait till the Michigan game, which most normal people would. But you know, when you get really excited about things, then generally uh, you can jump ahead of yourself. But honestly, just the style of play that they play with—I mean, this is an up and down team that they're going to look to exert their will. And I think Tommy Lloyd made a great point early in the season when he said, "We're—I'm not going to just say we're playing fast just because it sounds cool. That's the way that we're going to play." And when you watched it, Arizona. If they were to play Michigan twenty times, that wasn't a fluke what we saw out there. No. They would be they would beat Michigan the majority of those times because they just had more horses than Michigan.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the great thing about about that team is and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bag on Sean Miller, but what I will say about Sean Miller is is he brought his own style to the U of A and it was a suffocating kind of it whether it was it, it wasn't intentional, I'm sure, but he's kind of sucked the life a little bit out Mm -hmm. of the program and it was a very constricting type of play. It wasn't fun to watch. It was just, and so to see Tommy Lloyd come in here is just like, Oh yeah, I forgot like basketball is meant to be like a free flowing sport and let guys chuck it up when they feel comfortable doing so. And you could see the confidence that these guys are playing with and a lot, a lot of them, same guys that were playing with Miller just a year ago and they're thriving um, because of the system. So it's great to see.
0: Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike.
1: And make no no mistake, too, what Saul's saying to kind of piggyback on that point, too, is that Arizona would probably be good under Miller, but the performance that you saw yesterday would not have happened under Sean Miller under any circumstances. That just wouldn't have happened. So, like Saul said, it's just a breath of fresh air down here in Tucson, to put it mildly.
0: Yeah, the Tommy Lloyd era started with a bang, to say say the least. Thank God. Um, I bet that's a nice, refreshing feeling. What's not nice and refreshing, though, is ASU football. Uh, Shane... (laughs) Uh as you traveled to Oregon State and the day kind of already got off to a sour I, note. I,
3: I do very much appreciate the fact that Michaela glossed over the fact that we got waxed at Washington State <laughs> over the weekend. So I'll let I've that already, go.
0: I've honestly just forgot about UV football. They're so bad. I just <laughs> kind of, you know,
2: <laughs> stop saying that.
0: Um, I know Shane has this theory that we'll get into. It's later. not a theory. Whatever, we'll talk about it. Um, ASU. <laughs> the day kind of got off to a sour note because um,
2: my buddy's boyfriend g- broke up with him. Um, yeah. So that really that happened that and set sad. the tone for the day. Um, Oregon um,
0: just kind of crapped the bed and uh, Utah just destroyed Oregon, yeah. which kind of really affected all of us because that really hurt the Sun Devils chance at the Pac-12. Well, it eliminated the Sun
2: Devils chance. I brought my buddy up for a reason. I didn't just randomly blurt that out. So <laughs> I, I go to watch the game with him to console him and we're watching the game and it keeps getting worse and worse. And then the power turn touchdown, 28 to nothing at halftime. I'm like, OK, Sun Devils it's over and him texting me that he just got broken up with in the morning set the mood for the day of my commitment issues and how it's hard to have faith in this asu football team and then, then I'm like, okay, there's no, after the couple, after the three losses, I was like, there's no way that they're going to even have a chance to get into the Rose Bowl or whatever. And then I hear this crazy theory that if Oregon wins twice and beats Utah in the uh, Pac 12 championship, then ASU can leapfrog them. And then I watch the Oregon game, and um, yeah, that happened. And it's just sad that there's no, for the seventh or eighth straight year now, that the Pac 12 isn't going to be represented in the CFP. Um, so it just kind of hurt.
0: Classic Pac-12. The pack will always pack. Uh, mm-hmm. Shane, do you anticipate Herm Edwards to be the coach of this football team come next year?
2: I I don't know what to think about. I don't know what they think. Um, for me, I've been saying this all year. There's so much going on. So many weird things happening. All of the discourse within on the field and off the field. Weird things like the car accidents. I know that probably doesn't have anything to do with it, but it's just it's just kind of the epitome of this team. I said on our show the. The false start right after a timeout in the third quarter of the ASU game, which should never happen. You know the snap count. Um, That was exactly what this team is. And I keep saying that we're going to find out something about this program, whether it be the recruiting stuff or some discourse between players and coaches. Um, And you're going to look back at some of these games and be like, okay, this makes a little bit more sense. So I don't don't want him to be the coach next year. Mm. I don't know what the situation is going to be. Um, I think a lot of what's happening is discipline and just uh, disconnect within the program in general. Um, so now I I don't think he will be, but I don't know what they I don't yeah. know what the situation is.
0: Matt Cuff in our comments saying that Herm isn't going anywhere. Mike and Saul is a uh, outsiders looking in. What are your thoughts on the situation?
3: Uh, I mean, and uh, you know I've been around you guys all for the last couple of months and watching ASU football. And um, you know, it, it, let's say I'm a U of A guy. I always will be a U of A guy because of my job, <laughs> I have a vested interest in how ASU does now. Um, so I like, I, I kind of like pull for you guys to yeah. succeed, yeah. you know, cause it's good for business. Let's just say it that way. Um, there, I, I just don't understand it. I just mm-hmm. don't understand. I actually don't understand both men's basketball and football for that matter. Yeah. Um, but football specifically, you have all the talent necessary to do what you need to do and continually com- you know, crap the bed and it's almost, I'd almost rather be in our situation right now where we know we don't have a lot of talent and we need to exceed expectations just to get a W. um, But we know like, okay, well, we can't go anywhere but but up from here, right? Whereas you guys are kind of in the middle, like in the middle of no man's land. And it's like, you guys could be really, really good next year or you could be really, really bad. And that's seemingly always where you guys are at. You guys are always right there. Always a six, seven, eight win team, nothing more, nothing less. And I think that's a little bit more frustrating for a fan base because that's why you made the change from Todd Graham yep. to Herm is because you needed somebody that was going to take you to that next step, um, which everybody thought was going to be Herm. I actually don't
2: think Herm's going to be back next year. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think next year would be the perfect time to make another coaching change because I don't think we're going to be here anymore um with the recruiting stuff and everything going on there's almost no recruits on the table for the next two years because nobody knows what's going to happen and mm. i don't know it's just this damn team it, it it the the discipline and stuff should have been the least of this team's problem because the whole defense came back you have so many guys in their fifth year you have a third year third the th- it's a third year Jaden daniels is starting at quarterback um you have two experienced running backs uh you have a a young but talented wide receiver core. There's no excuses for discipline to be the reason why this team's holding back. They're not young. It yeah, doesn't make sense. Absolutely. Mac Huff has excuses. I question. think I'd be
1: I'd, I'd be stunned if he's back. To be honest with you, this is a honestly this was this was their year. I actually picked uh, ASU. I thought they were going to win the conference this year. I thought when you looked at them from top to bottom, you had four straight top twenty-five classes. Um, the talent on the perimeter, you got an abundance of riches in the backfield, and for them to just basically just i don't want to say give up but this is a mediocre team and you look at it there's probably going to be 10 to 15 guys that are going to play in the nfl on this roster and so like saul said you don't ever shane said you don't have a recruiting class you're coming off of this i thought the only way he's going to keep his job is if they were really good this year and Mm. right now i just i just don't see how you can bring him back and what exactly the pitch is to the people in phoenix
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, Matt Cuff asking if anybody saw Tracy Smith. Is that what it says? Tracy Smith? Tracy yeah, Smith. Tweets. Mm-hmm. Tweets. Uh, did following last. See them? I did not
3: see that.
1: I, no.
0: I didn't either. No. Sorry, Mac.
3: So I pulled those up. Okay. Um, I can read through a couple of them if you guys want sure. me yeah. to. Please yeah. uh, The first one says, most challenging thing about standards is you have to live up to them, especially if you were the one who set those standards. Interesting little case study happening in Tempe um somebody replied to him and said nobody was given a longer leash than you while falling short but i do agree with your point he kind of chirped back at them and then somebody continued to chirp back at him and he just said you think i'm talking about herm chief jr Well, that's what he said (laughs) uh
0: for anyone who doesn't know tracy smith was the uh head coach at the asu baseball program for a while and he is no longer there but um a little feisty on twitter (laughs) Yeah, yeah the
2: standards thing is so true i mean yeah. If this team didn't I mean. have as I was saying, if this team didn't get the the guys they got back from last year and their basically whole a- defense didn't come back. ASU is a tough job. Yeah. yeah. And the reason why it's a tough job is because
3: um I think at the onset the expectations are so high and it's almost impossible to ever live up to them. Uh that's why I think the next coach that might come into ASU should be you know one of your, you know, smaller conference guys, one of those guys that are just absolutely Hungry and a dog on the recruiting trail understands how to maximize talent how to develop talent Mm -hmm. um, At the college level somebody that's just that just lives and breathes it. I I don't know You know the Herm Edwards experience For whatever it was. I mean you got you got to bowl games That's about all you can say about that, but that wasn't the expectation level Mm -hmm. Um, And I think if you go with somebody that's a lower tier um, from a lower tier college, right? Not a big name not somebody who's already done it been there done that they've already tried that um i think the expectation level in nature comes back down to reality you're hoping you know to to get a, a solid recruiting process going um and you're going and you're trying to get to just better bowl games you want to get back to the rose bowl you want to get back to at least cfp contention mm-hmm. i think that'll eventually happen but but it's just not going to happen if you're trying to get a flash in the pan and i think herm edwards for 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 lack of a better word, was a flash in the pan.
0: And I will say, too, I'm extremely disappointed in Jaden Daniels. He looked so promising, had the world at his fingertips his freshman year, and I don't know if it's just a lack people, of getting better. I think people, or...
3: I understand that, but you also got to remember, he had some dogs at receiver his freshman year. Yeah, Brandon
2: Ayuk mm-hmm. was a beast as a wide receiver. That helps quite a bit. Yeah, you know I've, what I'm saying? I've heard that, though, but I think a lot of it is the expectation thing. And I think having those good receivers and having such a hard year or uh, a good year to start was c- kind of ruined a lot of his, like the last couple years is because he had such a high standard that he set his first year and you can't go yeah, past that. That's as such what I'm a saying. That's what I'm exactly. Saying. And, but at the same time he he's under throwing, overthrowing, missing throws. The confidence mm-hmm. is just, it's weird. And th- it was great when he was so calm, cool, and collected his freshman year when he was performing well. But after you throw two interceptions, I don't want to see you not fired up. I don't yeah. I, when when the running game is not going, when the offense isn't working. I don't want to see him smiling and being like, "We're we're fine, we're fine." No, it's not fine. Yeah. It's not. So it's
0: definitely not fine. <laughs> um, before yeah, they, we get,
2: they used to say it, when when I was in high school and when I was in
3: college, um, trying to get recruited and stuff. They coaches used to always tell me, "Don't don't like show your frustration out yeah. on the court." Don't show your emotion. Try to keep it even keel. And you that's exactly what Jaden Daniels is. He's very even keel. Yep. And then you look at that and, and you could take it the other way and say, well, he doesn't care enough. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like there has to be a happy balance. And I don't think Jaden Daniels has figured that one out.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jose Roman com- commenting, adding into the conversation that this year would be a great year for ASU to get into the coaching search.
2: The, which this, I this year is agree. the NCAA equivalent of a rebuild in the NFL. This yeah. is the year you blow everything up and – Wait a couple years, get get a good 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 couple recruiting classes if you can. Even um, impose that bowl ban when it comes next year when the team isn't good and
0: figure it out. Before we get too far down here, though, I do want to give a shout out to the Suns. They won their 12th game in a row last night, beating the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. Uh, DeAndre Ayton recorded his 3,000th career point. Saul, if you could point to one success factor for the Suns right now, what is it?
3: Um, you know, they're just a veteran team. Yeah, like they they they're. They're coming together, and they they still haven't even come close to reaching their peak. Um, they're just a solid ball club, you know. It, you know, it's kind of funny listening to like ASU fans, and even maybe some some U of A fans, or just Arizona sports fans in general. And we have this like PTSD of never being satisfied um, with with wins because you always feel like the bottom's going to drop out. Yeah. With this team, with this Suns team, it just doesn't feel like that, right? It yeah. just feels like, listen, this is who they are. Every game's not going to be pretty, but they're still going to find ways to win, and it's it's refreshing. And yeah. the Cardinals are the same way. Yeah, you absolutely. know, like, everybody's afraid that the bottom's going to drop out like it did last year. They're nine and two. They mm-hmm. have secured a winning season for the first time in Cliff Kingsbury's tenure here. Um, nine and two, first place in the NFC West, uh, first place in the NFC right now. They would have the one number one seed going into the playoffs if the playoffs started today. Both of those teams. It's so nice to see. Um, the Suns and the Cardinals both thriving at the same exact time, and l- for the kind of the same reasons. Yep. They're just methodical. They, there's a process that they're following, and they're they're absolutely executing that process to a T. Um, and even though they might have little hiccups here and there, they still find ways to win ball games. The Cardinals with Colt McCoy yesterday that was a phenomenal game. Um, the Suns, uh, you know, having a little bit of a rough start. Devin Booker not really being up to par yet. Because he had to go through all the stuff in the summer and the Olympics. Now, everybody's getting their legs under him. They're, They're kind of gelling. And the chemistry for both those teams is just remarkable. And
0: I will say quickly, too. One thing about success, a lot of success has to do with luck and timing. And you kind of mentioned how the Cardinals have had some hiccups. They, do, they have had some hiccups that they've had to fight through, but it seems like timing is on their side with those hiccups because mm-hmm. you know Kyler Murray's injured. He's got an ankle injury, but now they're heading into the bye. He's been out for the past three weeks, so he's going to get an additional week to heal up and hopefully be ready to go after the bye, which I think the Cardinals could not have asked for better timing-wise. And, and th-
2: that's the only bad thing you can point out about the Cardinals right now is Kyler Murray is no longer eligible to win the MVP because he missed three games. That's the only thing. That is bad about the Cardinals. That's terrible. I know that's, it sucks.
0: That's not great. I Tony pointed that. out this
2: morning, I was like, damn.
0: That's well awful. thanks for that huge bummer shane um <laughs> all right that was your valley sports temperature check before we get into uh our topic of the day i gotta tell you guys about DraftKings sportsbook football fans who's ready to score some free bets now you can bet on any nfl game this week with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl new customers who bet just one dollar on either team to score can win 100 in free bets when a team scores you score i feel like scoring happens pretty often in football so that seems like a no-brainer Bet to me. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same game parlays, combine multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and up only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply, cdraftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, it's Ravelry Week, you guys. Yay. Let's get into it. It's our main topic of the day. We're talking all things Territorial Cup. Um, I feel like I need to quickly draw some boundaries really quick because Saul <laughs> and <laughs> Shane and Mike have clearly displayed their where their loyalties lie with their two college there are two colleges. Um, I did not wear anything, but I would like everybody to know that I am a ASU fan. I went to ASU, Sun Devils Till I Die. Just needed to point that out. And I also wanted to start things off with this beautiful tweet that I found on the internet today, courtesy of Justin Spears. Um, I don't know who put this billboard up or who paid for it. But uh, this billboard is uh, in Tucson. It is on the way to Tempe. So the U of A football team will have to drive by that billboard on the way to Tempe this I weekend. Feel, I feel
3: very confident that that will not happen this year.
0: <laughs> a nice little reminder of that 70-7 to 7 blowout in the Territorial Cup last year. Um, a little bit of history for you guys. Territorial Cup is the oldest rivalry in college sports. It started in 1899. This is the 95th Territorial Cup. ASU has won the last four matchups. Um, I'll start things off with you, Saul. What are you expecting out of this Territorial Here's a Cup?
3: little, a little more history for you. Oh, Did no. you know that oh, that no. 77 loss was not the worst blowout in rivalry history? No. Was yeah. the
0: worst blowout? Uh, U of
3: A actually blew out ASU 67 to nothing. Back in 1946, See? I did not know that.
0: I did not know that either. Yeah. I so didn't
3: know. at could...
2: Sun Devils. <laughs> 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 oh, we not the completely crazy. worst. Nothing, nothing <laughs> matters. If they were talking like this back then, <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter. There, there goes Johnny on the cross <laughs> side. He goes all the way for the touchdown. <laughs> he makes the touchdown, and they're going to kick it through the back It's tempting Normal. Um, uh, <laughs> that was good. <laughs>
3: that was really good. That was actually beautiful. So yeah, and that? then obviously, you know, the only other thing I got right now because we have nothing else is that we do lead the all-time series still by four, four or five games, I think. Um, so, up. yeah, it's creeping up. But I think it's 49 to 44, uh, 49, 44, and one is Arizona against ASU. So, Holding I, on I, to I that, listen, uh,
0: hold on to it by a thread.
3: Yeah, it's by a thread. But <laughs> listen, you know, it's, this series always has ebbs and flows. You know, Arizona won 11 in a row at one point. Then ASU came back and won a couple in a row. And it's just, it's gone back and forth. Um, and, and let's be real. Even if Herm gets fired at the end of the season, there's a good chance that he could leave ASU as one of the only coaches to go undefeated against U of A mm-hmm. in his entire tenure. Like, That's very true. so, So you got to
2: give him that, right? Yeah. He'll always have that. Well, he better get fired before the game. You oh, game. okay. Oh,
0: yeah. all right. Well, uh, let's just get right into it. Shane has been on this, he has been on this theory trivia. for forever that he... Is anticipating that U of A is going to roll in here, even though they are one in ten and one in seven in the Pac-12 and beat ASU. Uh, Shane, why?
2: Look, I started this theory after the Cal win. I know, and I would I would be the first one to tell you the Cal win, even though it was a win, all the COVID stuff. Um, it, it's not it's not the biggest win. Yeah, but it's a win nonetheless. They get confidence and momentum, and that is what matters in college football. ASU is far superior in the talent category. I'm not saying uh, it's even close there. But you're talking about a team that is underperforming. They are down on themselves. Sometimes they straight up just quit, it looks like. Um, And another team that is fired up thinks they have the coach of the year um, and is playing the best football they've played this entire year aside from that Washington State game. But you know they're going to get up for this U of A game. The only confidence I have in ASU is – they, they are able to get momentum from the fact that they're just playing U of A. Hmm. If they were playing another team and this and they had, they had confidence like U of A does right now, they get killed. And I know how bad they are. Trust me, I get it. <laughs> I, I just can't help but keep thinking that this game is not only going to be close, but it could be one Jaden Daniels pick six away from disaster.
0: What are your thoughts on that, Mike? Do you think uh, U of A has a <laughs> shot at beating ASU this weekend?
2: I
1: appreciate Shane and everything he's done for me. I think he's crazy here, though. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Um, outside of my theory that maybe Antonio Pierce is
2: a U of A mole that was brought in to destroy <laughs> the entire race. we program. can't glaze
0: over this. we, no, we can't talked about over this,
2: on, this. <laughs> If he's a mole, he's the worst mole of all time. Or is he? Well, where, I mean, or is Mike, he? Where does this <laughs> mole he just theory come from? Single-handedly destroyed
3: the program from within.
1: Yeah, is he the worst? Yeah. Where is this right? coming from, Mike? Well, so everybody thinks Antonio Pierce, ex-U of A linebacker, actually hates Arizona. He comes to ASU, and you know what? He's the head of all of the recruiting malfeasance that occurs, all of the uh, intrigue behind the scene. Maybe, maybe you hired a U of A guy that in his loyalties were still to the U of A this entire time. Just saying, just throwing
2: it out there. Can't <laughs> confirm nor deny. It's, it's a It's a beautiful
3: conspiracy theory, but... <laughs>
2: Yeah, I hope that if that was the problem, I would love that. That I would would be. That would make me feel a lot better.
3: Yeah, and then no other ASU guy would ever get hired at U of A, and vice versa, ever again, (laughs) off of that.
1: And maybe the theory was too: Bobby Wade, ex U of A wide receiver, gets promoted after all these people get fired during the process. Just saying. But as far as you know, being on a serious note, um, ASU's just ASU's just more talented across the board it's um this this game to me feels like a 37 to 10 win the problem with arizona is that arizona just can't score now Mm -hmm. i know you had the game against usc where arizona put up some points but other than that it's it's pretty tough sledding you got one quarterback right now um i just i don't know how they're going to stop rashad white or rashad white Don Brown, the defensive coordinator, already has one foot out the door going to UMass. So the at least on paper, don't look good for Arizona, in my opinion. I think the point spread is actually a pretty good point spread. That's where I, I put it. I, I will say okay. this.
3: Um, Arizona played well against a team that's kind of similar to ASU and Utah. I was just about to say, uh, I don't think they put up a
2: touchdown in that game.
3: Yeah, they played very well against Utah. They were right there in it in the fourth quarter. ASU is largely just like Utah. They rely on the run game, and then you know if you force their quarterback to make plays, if they can come through, they're going to beat you, and they're going to probably blow you out. But that's the big factor right here: is if they can slow down the run game. I don't think they can stop it, but if they can slow down the run game, I mean, and when I say slow down, I'm talking about can they keep it to under 200 yards yeah. total rushing? Yeah. Like because ASU right. can easily put up three or 400 yards rushing in this game without even blinking. Um, and they forced Jaden Daniels to throw, and Jaden has one of those games that he's been prevalent to have this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then, then you're talking about a U of A team that that could find the end zone as well and find ways to score, and and it's a completely different ball game. We've seen this. This reminds me of the year um, it was uh, Stoops got fired, and they were heading into the last game of the season against ASU. And they had already made the announcement that Rich Rodriguez was going to be the head coach, but Rich Rod wasn't going to coach in the rivalry game. And U of A had no business winning that game. And Bryson Bern, Bernie threw a, a touchdown <laughs> to secure victory in Tempe. And it was just like, why, why and how the hell did we win this game? It doesn't even matter. It's a rivalry game. That's why they play these games.
2: I'm emotionally hedging on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm throwing money on the U of A money line for oh sure, gosh. just so I win one way or another. Look, <laughs> look, Rashad White has been <gasps> Emotional overworked like crazy in these past three games. Last game, he was held to under 50 yards, and I think that was a lot of his legs kind of finally catching up to him because he went for 200-plus yards all-purpose in the, in the two games prior to that. Uh, I think he gets some rest, and I... I would assume he has a big game against the U of A, but you just don't know what can happen. If Rashad White can break a 75 yard run to start and there's a holding, um, an unsportsmanlike conduct, and Herm gets tossed for some reason. You just don't know with this ASU team sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see penalties slowing them down like crazy installing drives, and that's why I think U of A really does have a chance. I mean,
3: you, uh, with a team like U of A, you just can't give them, well. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah, <gonna> well. Strike, <laughs> literally, literally <laughs> the there. I
2: was about to say something really stupid.
3: <laughs> you it, you, okay. if you don't kill yourselves, yes. you will you will blow you of A out of the water. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you kill yourselves with which ASU does, I'd yeah. love to do it, then you will keep them in the ball game. And all it takes is, hey, are we within one score, maybe even two scores in the fourth quarter, and fluky shit happens in these rivalry games it all does. the time. So you don't want to chance it. If you're ASU going into the fourth quarter and you're, you're Sun Devil, you want the Sun Devils to be up by at least 21 because you just never know what could happen. And I would say that if, if the shoe was on the other foot. You just yeah. never know what could happen in these games. So takes good for one fumble on special teams,
2: so.
0: Yeah, and ASU, like Saul said, is absolutely notorious for shooting themselves in the foot. I don't want to buy into Shane's theory, but I will admit, I do have a bad feeling. I just have this vision of like U of A fans at, at uh, Tempe Stadium just like storming the field after U of A wins no, ASU. No, I don't know why.
3: Always storming the field.
0: At um, ASU. I'm just scared. Storm
3: field. I'd be like yeah look at me I, okay so here, so here, <laughs> here, here's my question U of A okay?
0: is ASU's 13th reason um, I'll, I'll, yeah, ask this, I'll,
3: I'll ask this to Mike. So U of A's one in 10 you know for the large portion of the season we were talking about are they one of the worst teams in all of college football history um, And we've seen teams go in 12, 0 in 11 0 and 10 so clearly they're not and they've been competitive they have yeah. been competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you feel what what, what is your feeling? in terms of is it a higher high beating U of A 77 or a lower
2: low if you lose to U of A this Saturday? Lower low. That 77, it was great. It was super fun to celebrate. And yeah, 77, you have that forever. But losing to U of A in this game compiles the whole season. It's the end of an era, essentially. You're like, holy hell, this team is, this program is screwed. That would be, I mean, The 70-7 to gets you nowhere the next season. The loss to U of A sets you back so far, I believe. Yeah, I agree.
0: Mm. If ASU loses this weekend, I'm going to be devastated, especially because, you know, me being a dumb ASU fan, I came into this season with really high hopes and expectations for this program. And, you know, things did get off to a good start. And I was like, okay, like this like this might be real like this might be their chance and i freaking do it to myself every time that asu shows a glimmer of hope and i think you know if asu does lose to u of a this weekend it would just be so devastating and like shane said it would just show how far this program has fallen in such a short amount of time
3: um and it would just hurt mike does it propel u of a if they win
1: um I think it's it's an interesting question. I think it helps with recruiting because the one thing that Jed Fish has been able to do so far is he's got a pretty good recruiting class coming in. And so you still got a few spots open there. As, you know, Saul and uh, Saul pointed out, Arizona's played better football of late. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've they've lost the games, but they've played better. So all of a sudden you start telling people, all right, listen, you beat ASU. We play Utah tough. We beat Cal. We don't need to bring up the fact that Cal only had half of its roster. That doesn't really matter for my point right here. And you have a a, a top 30 class with immediate el- time to be able to bring guys into play. So, yes, I think it would be a huge boon, especially, too, because Arizona is going to have to be finding a, a defensive coordinator this offseason as well. So, yes, this would be big for Arizona football if they could go into the uh, offseason on a winning note and maybe kind of a springboard to next year.
3: It sounds stupid to say. Arizona at one t- one and ten has played better football this season than the last three years combined with Kevin Sumlin. I agree. Period. Believe it. Period. I that Utah game it. was
2: awesome. I that was a fun game to watch. Well, and, still, and two, to this you day, know what it, If I ever see Kevin Sumlin, I'm gonna. <laughs> you know what? It, I, I give, have give to hug, Mike just, before
0: you start. I have to give oh, Mike a huge well, shout out because. I have never in my life cared about the University of Arizona. I just just can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. Mike has written a phenomenal five-part series on the fall of Arizona football and the reasons as to why it has gotten to the point that it has. If you haven't checked it out, you have to subscribe to gophnx.com to read Mike's articles because they are Phenomenal. I have learned so much. It has taught me so much. I feel like I have a little bit of emotional interest in uh, the University of Arizona now, but please go check out Mike's five part series, um, The Curse of Dictomy. It is incredible. Uh, sorry, Mike. I just had to give you a shout out there.
1: <laughs> oh, I, pr- I appreciate it. And, you know, Arizona football, and this will sound crazy for, you know, younger people out there, but Arizona football in the 90s had the second most wins out of any team in the Pac 10. You mm-hmm. had a top five finish, a top 10 finish. But since Dick Tomey was let go, you've had one top 25 finish in the last 22 years. So, I mean, Arizona's been historically inept since they let go a coach. And there's really no other way to, there's really no other way around it. And that's where Jed Fish finds himself. Um, just real quick, though, uh, about Saul's point about this team playing better than Kevin Sumlin's. That's a great point. But to me, it goes even a step further. This is the first time that I've seen teams on both sides of the ball that look like they care. Like last yeah. year, I, yeah. again, hey, I mean, you guys, you know, you beat us down 70 to seven, but it, it just looked in that game like when it was 14, nothing, when less than a minute into the game, it's like, all right, Arizona's just going to give up. There hasn't been a point this year with Arizona where I've looked at and I've said, you know what? The Cats have given up. So it's the little things down here in Tucson that matter, I guess, but at least they're battle. And you know what? When you're in the midst of this kind of uh, futility, you'll take it any way you can get
0: it. Well, and I'll say too, like, the reason why I really am worried about this game is because, you know, I, the thing that I love about the Territorial Cup and specifically the rivalry between ASU and U of A is it extends to all sports. I mean, anytime the Sun Devils take on the Wildcats or the Wildcats, Wildcats are playing the Sun Devils, like regardless of what sport it is, like there's a big rivalry there. And, you know, we got basketball season started. And I honestly, being honest, I don't see ASU basketball at coming close to beating U of A this year at uh, all. I just I don't see it happening. I, I think ASU basketball is also fallen from grace heavily. Mm, so <laughs>
2: mm, 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 mm. ASU basketball has the all the talent in the world, just like this football team but I believe in Bobby Hurley a hell of a lot more than I believe in Herm Edwards. They don't have anybody that can finish at
0: the rim. They don't have anybody that can drive to the basket or finish at the rim. They
2: have plenty of finishers and plenty of no, scorers, and they finally have they have win. size. U of A basketball is far superior at this point, obviously, but all college basketball is is who is hot when it matters. And if, and if ASU can start shooting the ball well, I really think that this team can can do something in the Pac-12. Genuinely, I have confidence this year. But again, play this back when ASU gets blown out by U of A, and I will be crying and my commitment issues. I will be going camping by myself for three weeks and out in the desert and just sad again because this would be the only hope and then we have nothing to look forward to.
3: Fair <laughs> reminder that ASU plays a gauntlet of a schedule for the next six games. So yeah,
0: I have they no faith in ASU basketball, play.
3: Yeah, well then don't lose their UC Riverside and you'll be alright. <laughs> well, we got Baylor on Wednesday. So <laughs> That's there you go, a Redemption go game right there.
0: Um, do you guys have any fond memories of when you were in college of the Territorial Cup or rivalry games in general?
3: Yeah, I mean, well, so I, I grew up in Tempe. Yeah. Like I went to high school at Marcos Deniza, and I went to, so the, you know, that was right up the street from the stadium. I went to the game right before the game that they won 19 to nothing against, um, the Cornhuskers. I believe they were playing North Texas and I saw Jake Plummer and I was like, oh, that kid's pretty good. Um, so when they beat Nebraska, I was like, holy crap, you know, but that season I have to go back to it because I feel like that's a microcosm of where these two universities are kind of at, right? 96-97, ASU gets all the way to the Rose Bowl. They win that Rose Bowl. They win the national championship because Florida loses to Florida State that night, and and Florida was the number one ranked team Mm -hmm. in the country. So ASU would have won the national championship. They don't come through. Fast forward a couple months later – U of A makes it to the national championship and they come through. And I feel like that's the little separator between the two universities is one is managed to come through on the, uh, and let's be real when it comes to college athletics, it's all about football and and basketball. It always has been. It always will be. Baseball is nice to have. Both schools have done very well in baseball. They both won national championships, but it's always about football and basketball. And the one thing that you, ASU has, over U of A's, that they have been to a Rose Bowl, they have won a Rose Bowl, but a Rose Bowl is not a national championship. Yep. And that's the one little thing that U of A can hold over ASU when it comes to those two major sports. That's about it, in my opinion. Like, yeah. that's how I feel. Like and, it, and U of A's come so close so many times to getting to the Rose Bowl, they have the worst luck ever <laughs> when it comes to it. When they, in 98, they could have gone to the Rose Bowl, but no. Fucking UCLA had to lose on the road to Miami and Edger and James and cost themselves a chance in the national championship. And they went to the Rose Bowl. U of A sat there holding their water. They had to go to the Holiday Bowl and they waxed <laughs> Nebraska. in that. Not Holiday Bowl. the
0: Holiday Bowl. Uh, OK, so any fond memories? <laughs> that was all a bunch of sadness. I mean, they're all
3: fond memories, even yeah. even even the losses. Like every time I've ever gone to a rivalry game, it's just a special environment. Yeah. Like it's just you can feel the passion in the air. You can feel the hatred in the air. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun, you know, and that's the thing that I love the most about getting into these debates is like as long as they're cordial, like we can talk all the shit we want. Yeah. It's beautiful and I love it. But, yeah. um, you know, when, when people start getting their feelings
1: hurt, then it's like, OK, you need to just leave. The
0: yeah. <laughs> right. Mike, any on uh, uh, th- th- memories?
1: Well, a guy that I became uh, pretty close with over the years, named uh, Kelvin Efon. he uh, worked uh, worked the radio with me. Um, he started, uh, and he, it was just due. This was the 1996 game, and this was before mm-hmm. I knew him. And uh, Glenn Gable, who was a uh, uh, ASU, I think, lineman, uh, cheap shots uh, Daniel Greer and breaks his ankle towards the end of the game. And Kelvin goes on, runs onto the field, and there's this huge melee, and I think about 50 people were rejected from the game. It was something <laughs> crazy like that. It was, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in college football. And that was really the first time that I realized that, yes, these programs aren't great in college football, but there is a real hatred between both sides. Yeah. Now – I, I like and you know it is stupid people that won't talk to each other over it. That's just dumb. But there is that was the first time that I really realized that man, this is a little bit different right here. And besides that, uh, Arizona losing on a bunch of uh, Alex and Haas mix extra points in the mid two thousands was another uh, fond. I don't want to say fond memory, don't but it was just like memory. that's Arizona. That's Arizona football in a nutshell, right there for you. Well, you know we could win this game, but watch us blow this extra point. Oh, boy! And so those are those are some of the memories that I have for sure. I mean, I always I love Territorial Cup week. Yeah, like too. it's um, yeah, there, there's just something you can't fake rivalries in college football. You mm-hmm. they're either organic or they aren't. And this one is 100 percent organic because people in Tucson generally don't like Phoenicians and it's kind of vice versa. It's a kind of a big brother, little brother type thing. And that really manifests itself on the football field. I
0: think you bring up a great point, though, because um, I've been to a couple of Territorial Cup games, but I've also been to some other rivalry games. I uh, went to the Rocky Mountain Showdown in Colorado between you know the Buffs and the Rams. And to me, that feels like a very inorganic rivalry, like you were mentioning, Mike, because they're not even the same conference. Um, Obviously, Colorado is a Pac-12 school and they have a significantly more established football program than the Rams do who are in the Mountain West. And it's just not the same. Like the environment's not the same. Like Rams fans are like just like an annoying little brother who aren't very realistic about their football program. And it's just not like fun and it's not like a cool it, it,
3: environment. That's funny because I, so I went to K-State. Yeah. And so if you look at K-State in Kansas, it's almost a mirror image of U of A and ASU. Yeah. Because their football – Kansas football team can't win shit either. Yeah. But their basketball team is insane. So good, yeah. Uh, and, and Kansas State can win football games. But basketball, they're kind of whatever. And they pull off the upset every now and then. And I was there for one of those upsets. And I will say this. Being on – we'll just call it the ASU side of this rivalry, yeah. right? If, if being a Kansas State guy. Like the intensity was like I've never felt anything like yeah. that before mm-hmm. from that side. Like especially when it came to basketball. Because you could tell that the fan base felt – like they they weren't respected
2: uh, yeah. by the
3: KU fan base and so they had that angst and that anger and so like things were just like they used to let chickens off into onto the court like just to disrupt uh, Ku during practice uh, or during warmups. <laughs> oh yeah, they used to do that. So now every time they come into the arena, they would have to like frisk them and make sure they weren't hiding I a fucking rooster underneath so. their oh uh, god. Crazy stuff, right? That's incredible. Um, so like when I when I when we talk ASU U of A, like that's exactly how it yeah. feels for me. Yeah. But obviously I'm on the other side with this one. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's just it's just crazy. It, but you can feel the passion. That's, that's so the cool. thing. Yeah. That, that's the thing that I uh, admire the most about it is just like. It's okay. To, it's okay to care about something like this. Like, yeah. it's not stupid. It's just how you feel, yeah. and it's it's all right as long as you don't let it, you know, prevail in the rest of your life. Right. Like, you gotta just. Know well, where I mean, I look at it.
0: us. We're we're you know we work it. together. Yep. <laughs> You're yeah, our exactly. boss, and we're.
2: <laughs> Rivalry week for me is always like a movie trailer that doesn't leave, live up to the expectations. That week is so fun. You know, going back and forth. Getting excited, just wait. What are you talking about? Getting excited for the game, and then the game, the movie, it's underwhelming because it's either a, a blowout, and at halftime, it's just kind of like, uh, but it's still fun to you know talk shit and have fun. Mm-hmm. But it's always kind of doesn't live up to expectations for me Um personally. Being ASU's fan base just isn't fantastic at football for the when at least when I went there, and they get up for the game sometimes, but there isn't always a packed crowd, even for the U of A games. It just, and just – and students leave at halftime and I don't know. it's it, it Really? Just, yeah.
0: I don't know what you're talking I, about.
2: I, you know, I was sitting there on the sidelines
3: uh, for, for the last couple Territorial Cups games in Tempe. Yeah. Uh, I did not feel that. Me I was either. standing there. I wasn't even wearing U of A gear because I was trying to be an unbiased reporter and the student section was right behind me and I just felt like they were talking to me.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. By, by the I end just, of the game? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They're the, just talking all types of stuff The two I went and, to, it was very disappointing.
0: I don't know which ones you were at because the ones I, I mean, I was very intoxicated, yeah, but that's they, probably were, why. they were really fun. <laughs> um, Fernando Parra saying the best game environment he's ever been to was the 2014 Territorial Cup. Is that what it says? Yeah, when you won one in the Pac-12 South. I bet that was crazy.
3: Yeah, it was, I wasn't there. I, I was, was, I was watching it on TV from Kansas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, right. I
0: bet that was crazy. Um, I don't know. I think the in the environment's awesome. I always love Territorial Cup Weeks. I love the passion of both fan bases even though ASU is uh, <laughs> where my loyalties lie. I always love to see the signs that they come up with to uh, <laughs> to, to bash on each other. Um, U of A's traditional uh, take out the basura. Basura? I'm not saying that right. <laughs> Spanish help. <laughs> no? Okay. Um, so yes, I agree. Speaking of uh, the rivalry though, this, uh the, the rivalry, the betting odds are open on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Uh, Arizona has opened as 20 and a half point underdogs. Uh, 20 and a half? 20 and a half point underdogs. Hammering. Yes.
2: Absolutely
3: hammering. Oh, that. yeah. I might hammer that as well. That's too many points.
0: The over under has opened at 52 and a half points. Um,
2: Ooh, I'm not touching that.
0: I don't know what is happening, but <laughs> what are you guys doing with your DraftKings Sportsbook app this weekend?
3: I mean, I, I'm not even talking as a homer, but 20, 20 and a half points seems like a lot of AC points. AC doesn't
2: blow people out.
3: They just don't. So I, I don't, yeah, I, I I don't think. It's not going to be 70 to 7 again, Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it just isn't. Like, like, a lot of things had to have happened the
2: wrong way for that to happen. I'm going to buy a point and hammer 21 and a half to get those, free, those three full touchdowns for U of A, and then sprinkle some on the U of A money line. Yeah. There
0: you go. Do. Mike, what are your thoughts on the uh, the line for U of A ASU?
1: Um, that's about where I'd put it. Okay. I think that – So if I, I'm just kind of doing it off the top of my head. So basically they're looking at like a 30, 37 to <laughs> – 17-type game, something like that. I mean, here's the thing that you always kind of wonder is, what's going to really go on with ASU? Are they going to quit? Are they going – what exactly is the mindset there? Um, But I just think they have a lot better players than Arizona, which is obviously the case. I don't like what I saw last week from Arizona defensively against uh, Washington State. I wonder if some of the Don Brown – checking out things might be in place there, but that's a line that I wouldn't touch. Um, I would save all my DraftKings Sportsbook app money to bet on Arizona basketball, not on Arizona football.
0: All right, well, there you have it. That was um, what DraftKings has, but since you know we are evenly divided on this podcast with two U of A fans, two ASU fans, I want to put a friendly bet on the game. Um, I think that if U of A beats ASU... I will buy each of you a coffee next week.
2: <laughs> you are so lame. <laughs> well, I don't know I what else I'm going to do. I'm not going to, like, so cut my hair off. That was pretty
3: right. weak right there. That I'll think of sauce. something. Let's put
0: something on it. I'll think of Wait, something.
3: Listen, I'll okay. like, $10. Listen, listen, like <laughs> it's a rivalry. But we we can concede, even the DraftKings Sportsbook app is saying, like, this, shouldn't, this should no, not this no, no, be no, a no, U of A no. win. No, no I, what I'm saying is, is like, you know,
2: the, the wager has to, you know. Yeah, there has to be odds. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Only only if U of A wins does ASU have to do something. Like, because because oh if ASU wins, like, yeah, no shit. Like, you guys don't have to. How about this? If ASU wins,
0: uh-huh.
3: I will buy you a coffee. Oh, okay I love that. If U of A wins, you got to buy me dinner.
0: Deal. I'll take it. That's,
3: that's the flip, right? But, uh, Mike, because I'll Venmo you for dinner. You should dinner. win. <laughs> Since you're down a joke. It's simple.
0: <laughs> all right. I love it. Um, any other final thoughts before we wrap up this Ravel Week And only you podcast? two
3: because you're the only two that are here.
0: Hey. Jacob definitely is the Daisy I guess Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other final thoughts before we wrap up this Ravel Week podcast?
2: Back the A, <laughs> Mike Luke. Back the A, baby. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> It's like hypnotizing on Twitter. Sometimes I'll be (laughs) scrolling and I see that picture. I'm like, back the egg, back the the egg, without fail.
0: And every time, Mike Luke will drop. No, forks up, baby. I
2: I, as as much as much uh, pessimism as I have with this program. um, Obviously, ride till I die. I still believe in ASU basketball. Um, ASU football can turn it around. You just gotta wait three years, man. You just gotta wait. But yeah, I'm stoked. I'm I'm really excited for this week. Arizona Arizona Hoops is here. Um, I'm beyond excited. I think
1: this team can compete with anybody right there. There's my rivalry week for you. That is
0: all Mike Luke cares about, all
1: Hey,
3: basketball. listen, we, we, have, we have two basketball programs in the top 20 in the country. So, hey, women's and men's basketball is killing it. Yeah, shout out to there, the so. Lewis program.
0: They look incredible. Uh, Matt Cuff mm-hmm. in the comments saying, Sorry, I'm really bad at reading. I, from I this don't far let, away. If
3: ASU covers both U of A reps have to wear ASU gear on the pod, and if U of A wins, ASU reps have to do reverse. I don't, uh, I don't I'll understand
2: do that. that. Like I'll I, that. I I I'll always see people being like, Oh, I gotta put this shirt. I don't care. Like what's that shirt? Like i would never, never go I All get right, like negative the pr- Nancy the over here. I know, but, um, but let's make it more fun. It's gotta be back, more fun I than that. I accept
0: that challenge. I will take that bet.
3: Um, I'll back the A. <laughs> I've already said it. <laughs>
0: all right. Yep. She already
3: agreed to dinner. Don't anybody let her out yeah. of that. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this Rivalry Week edition of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. For all of you in the comments, you were awesome. Thank you for chiming in and watching along with us. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget you can subscribe to anywhere you get podcasts and listen to the audio version only on wherever you get your podcast, if you're listening to the audio version, make sure you check out. I'm also our very, very
3: thankful that you, nobody said a stupid U of A or ASU joke today. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, because they're here. so dumb. They they are they're bad. so dumb.
0: Yeah, I'm bad. so over them. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to the audio only version podcast, make sure you watch along with us on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe to gophnx.com. We got a ton of great written content on there, including Mike Luke's five part series. The Curse of Dictomy. So, you want to check that out. If you sign up for an annual membership, you will get a free t shirt. Um, the lovely ASU t shirt Shane is wearing is an option. We have a ton of other cool shirts on there. So, make sure you go check out gophnx.com. We appreciate you guys so much, and we will see you next week. Go mm-hmm. ASU.